Hello and welcome to Adonis Talks, episode 8. In this episode, I'll be talking about um, the League of Legends World Championship again. Now that play-ins are over, warning, spoilers of play-ins for whoever hasn't watched. And also I would like to apologize for um, there being a delay of the episode. I was simply busy yesterday, couldn't get it done. I could have recorded it at an earlier date, but I thought I was going to be free yesterday, but yeah. Nevertheless, here I am. So, let's begin. So, the plans were interesting. There was... Everything went as expected, but at the same time, it was a lot harder than... (laughs) Than expected. Everyone expected the first seeds to go first, or the third seeds of the major regions to be first in the groups, and the other regions to, and the wild cards to uh, fight off, potentially knocking down one of the teams to second place, which at the beginning was assumed to be G Rex, but G Rex proved to be a good team and managed to. Secure a 4-0 lead, and then had to face off against Supermassive, and then they proceeded to beat them 3-1. After losing a game one, which was <laughs> kind of a fiesta, Supermassive just ran them over. It was not a clean game, but it did happen. So, my perspective kind of changed for the, ter- uh, for the tournament. I believe the G2EG C9 would all be on the same level, but no, EDG proved to be better than them. I mean, realistically, we don't know what would happen if these teams face in a best of five, because EDG have a tendency to do dumb shit, and NAU have a hard time stomping wild cards. Um... I don't. Has there ever actually been a group where NA and EU have done well against wild cards? I mean, they've placed above them, but have they consistently beaten them? Uh, maybe the H2K lineup uh, with Forgiven, which took first place in a group. I think they were the the Western team that didn't lose the game to a wild card. Hmm. But I, I'm not certain. I don't remember every single group of every single world. <laughs> I mean, ever since Kaboom, <laughs> there's been a lot of... <laughs> a lot of uh, scary thoughts about wild cars. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. So, EG basically stomped the wild cards while C9 and G2 couldn't. Yes, EG dropped the game to infinity, but that was some, just a bad team fight where they lost, and then infinity got barren, and the fights, and that was it, basically. The game was over after that. (laughs) They just couldn't defend against the barren push of infinity, and it was over. They still had a 10k goal lead, EDG, though, so can't take that away from them. Unless they throw at Baron, but I know that's gonna happen every game, especially in Worlds. Uh, after the play-ins, of course. 
So, yeah, EG just proved to be the better team. They, mechanically and team play-wise, may be a bit wonky barons, but still good enough to face Cloud9 and G2 and beat them solidly. Maybe uh, the rookies can adapt from Cloud9 and do some miracles and take the games against EDG, even though they had a rough time against Gambit. Uh, I think the rookies of Cloud9 have a decent shot of performing against EDG. Maybe they'll lose the first game just because pure experience on EDG's side and the, the extremely fast-paced game that which they bring out, which Cloud9 might not be able to adapt to fast enough. If they lose only one game to that extremely fast-paced Chinese style of play, maybe Cl Cloud9 can claw it back. But if they lose two games due to that, uh, I don't know if they can come back. Yeah, they'll, they might get a win or two, but can you consistently beat EDG with their mechanical snowball snowballs? I don't think that's possible. Not for... Mm, not for a team with so many rookies. Maybe it's possible, I don't know, but I doubt they could pull it off. Especially if Jensen, Jensen has a cold. Now, people might think I'm overestimating Cloud9 after their Gambit series, but we gotta take into account a couple of things. Jensen was sick. Yeah, it was only a cold, but... Cold and that high level of play is actually a big deal. Now, if you're playing in a Diamond 5 game, your cold is almost not going to change anything. You're going to have a bit slower reactions. Maybe you're going to think uh, think a bit less. But when you think of the bigger picture, in Diamond 5 that doesn't matter. Or in gold or in silver, wherever, whatever elo you might be. But when you consider it in the main stage where everything is as close to perfect as possible, then that small reaction time, even if it's 0.2 second difference, could matter. I mean, skill shots fly rather quickly. I've never actually thought about how much, how quickly they travel, but up to one second at max, I think, is. Uh, the normal skill shot, like 0.5 seconds. I mean, there's Thrush Hook, which has the wind up, so you can call it a longer skill shot, but still, even the slightest of uh, issues could change the game in the enemy team's favor. And that is a fact. Uh, then, the we have to consider Gambit. Did Gambit overperform? I think a bit. I mean, Edward, of course, face-checked every brush. He's playing so badly, it's unreal. Like, I love Edward. I've loved him since Season 2. I loved Gambit. I mean, even in my previous podcast, I think in Episode 6, I talked about how hype I was about Gambit, and hopefully they can pull something off. But Edward just face-checked every brush and died. It was sad to watch. It's like... You're a veteran. You should know better than to face check every second brush. <laughs> At one point, he was, became skeptical of face checking him, but <laughs> it was too late. I wonder what would have happened if Golden Glue was there. Hmm. Would he have replaced Jensen? Maybe, maybe. Uh, but still, back to Gambit. Mm. 
it's weird because they almost won the series. I mean, the games that Cloud9 won were stomps. The games that Gambit won were not so much stomps. But still, it was one game away. It wasn't, you're not going to call it a close series, but it was still kind of distressing, let's call it. But Diamond played decent. I think Diamond still has it in him to be a pro. He performed, so... As he did some mechanical misplays here and there, but I think if he goes to a better region, he will fix those mistakes because they will be punished and he will learn from them. Diamond has always been able to do that. Uh, the other player in that team uh, who deserves praise, in my opinion, is Lodek. Lodek is actually really good. I mean, I'd argue he's the best AD carry from the wildcard teams. Um, because he was able to single-handedly carry some games in which Edward ended completely. <laughs> um, he was he's just insane. He, he is a world-class AD carry, I think, Lodek. He was able to carry, as I said, some of the games, even when his team was ending. He's just a monster. He's, he's arguably on the level of... Wait, who were the other... Hjarnan? I think he's better than Hjarnan. You could say he's in the level of Sneaky. I think he is. And then iBoy. iBoy's really good, so I wouldn't... I wouldn't say he's at a level of, of the level of iBoy, but so being on the level of the second best AD carry in play-ins is still impressive. And if he goes into Worlds, the he might reach top 10 ADCs. I mean, who's in there? You got Uzi. You got... Okay, so you got Uzi. You got Double Lift. You got uh, Boy again. Um, oh, I forgot Invictus' AD carry. Fuck. Well, whatever. Um, you got Kramer, you got Ruler, here you have Reckless, you have, um, Attila, uh, maybe he's gonna have to fight for the top 10, but he might be able to get in top 10 80 carries, which isn't bad for a wild card player. Uh, I mean, it's not the most impressive of titles, but it is still top 10 in the world in your position. So, I think that's impressive. So, so you could actually put him in one of those teams, and those teams will perform. I mean, definitely not RNG, okay, but Uzi is way above the level of everyone else, and no one's going to argue that. But uh, the other team players I mentioned, maybe except Ruler... I think he can replace them, and those teams will pretty much stay the same. And that's how much I value Lodic, actually. So, I mentioned Lodic, Edward, and Diamond. So there's Kira and... Well, whatchamacallit, and PvP Steos in the top lane. So I remember Steos in ANX games. He was a beast then. He was the reason ANX managed to snowball some of those Fiestas. Well... Liquid as well, but did those fiestas manage to snowball because of those two players? 
basically PvP Stayos and Liquid. Now, Stayos was moved to the top lane so Diamond could jungle. And Stayos is playing was playing relatively well. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a good performance, I'll be honest, but he wasn't the worst top laner. Kira performed worse than him and Edward performed worse than him. The he was just there. He wasn't uh, going to be your win condition ever, but he wasn't going to be your lose condition. And in some scenarios, you want those kind of players who you know will just be the rock of the team. And I can accept that being Stales, even though you can argue in Game 5 he did some shenanigans, but against Cloud9 that is. But it was already go. it was going to end anyway with him dying or him not dying. Then you gotta you gotta look at Kira. Kira underperformed. He used to be from what I remember he played a good bit of Anivia back in the ANX days. I don't know how he performed this badly this tournament. He basically didn't do anything, so yeah he just got a roll a roll over by a sick Jensen. <laughs> Jensen was sick and he outperformed him. That's the difference. I mean, Jensen is a really good mid laner. He can probably contest the top five mid laner spot on a good day. But this was his bad day. This was... He was sick. This was one of his worst days. And Kira could not capitalize on that. That's just saying how... How much the difference in the gap is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've been talking a lot about Gambit and their individual players. How did they play as a team? They did overperform what they showed before that. I will agree, their rotations did improve. And that's why they managed to take over a win, take a win or two. But it just simply wasn't enough. They didn't have the power, they didn't have the firepower. They still had that Gambit team fighting of old. Where it would win a team fight even when they're 5k behind. But that doesn't matter because they couldn't capitalize on anything when they win that team fight. So, yeah, that, that's basically the gist of it. I think Cloudland just had a bad day with Jensen being sick and some good team fighting by Gambit, which took him by surprise. And that's about it. I still think Cloud9 are on G2's level, if not a bit better. Now, G2's performance was weird. They started off really slowly, even though I can see the first game loss with their Akali pick, where she Akali was completely countered against Zillion and Kench. Like, what the fuck is Akali supposed to do in that scenario? She, she tries to assassinate anyone, Zillion clicks R, she goes AFK. So, that first game of G2 loss was... Eh. Now, G2 against um, an Infinity, was it, right? They played against Infinity. They lost a game <laughs> as well to Infinity. I mean, I think everyone lost a game apart from EDG in the playoffs. Yeah, that's it. And then G2 just began playing proper. I wonder was... Oh, boy. <laughs> he just popped off. You'd think Perks was the carry, but no, Wonder and Yankos are playing phenomenally well. 
Uh, they've been carrying the team so far in the plans, and I'm actually really impressed with them. Thing is, I'm afraid because Perks underperformed a good bit. He was inting so hard in some of the games, even the ones that they won. And I remember that Syndra game <laughs> where he started 0-4 against Kassadin, against Kaboom, I think it was. No, it was the other. It was the Sanction Gaming. Oh my God, he <laughs> he just died time after time. So I hope he goes back into form after this because. Oof. Also, Perks didn't get his dream of going into TL's group and knocking them out, which also left the West kind of hopeless because G2 is in a group with Flash Wolves, Buffalo, and uh, Afrika. So that group is hard to get out from, though I think they could perform. They could get out of it. They could beat Flash Wolves. They could beat Buffalo. I mean, they could potentially take games off of Afrika. So, um, now my expectations of G2 dropped. I thought they could beat a uh, Flash Wolves before. Now I think Flash Wolves is better after seeing how G2 played in play-ins. They're just not that good of a team right now. I don't know. If the boot camp isn't going well, or what, or just wildcards overperformed, and my recency bias is getting the best of me, but it just looks like they can't do it. Then you got uh, Group C, which EG are going to face against TL, and all of a sudden it looks bad for Team Liquid as well. I'm not even gonna comment on KT, or I'm I'm just thinking because I have not watched a game of Mad. I don't actually know how. Good Mad R, and that's actually going to be even more of a wild card because I sort of know you know, know what the wild cards are capable of, but I have no idea what Mad is uh, capable of. The two regions I haven't watched at all, as far as the LMS, except Flash Wars and International events. And uh, secondly, uh, the the Vietnam scene, the one where Buffalo is from. I've watched every other region. I know what. I know what Turkey's team, Supermassive, I know Gambit's team, I know the Latin teams, they're three, right? I know the Japanese team, I know the Oceania team. All those teams, I know them, and I've watched a couple of their games in the region, and I knew what they were sort of capable of. I simply had no idea what Buffalo could do, uh, and Ascension, I think they were also from Vietnam. I haven't watched their games. If they're not from Vietnam, I apologize, but I haven't watched Ascension, Buffalo, and the three LMS teams as regions. Apart from, actually, I did watch G-Rex play their last gauntlet game because I was interested in seeing. I heard the hype about Toys' team going to Worlds, so I just went there and watched the last game. So I had a bit of an understanding of what was coming. But I don't know what MAD is. I have not watched a game of MAD, so that's interesting. I don't know what damage they can actually do, but I'm pretty sure they will do something. There's no way they will not win a game. Let's not underestimate them too much. Even, um, even in past years where people underestimated AHQ, AHQ managed to do some sh some damage, and. Or Flash was for that is I remember when AHQ were uh, in 2015, I think it was when AHQ and Flash was both got out of groups. Uh, that was when Flash was upset uh, the entire group. They went first in the group above Rocks at the time, 
and then the AHQ made it out in the group of Fnatic, which started with a 3-0 by Cloud9, by the way. A Cloud9 which was seen as to be the weak, weakest team in the world. And somehow they almost made it out of groups, finishing above IG, barely being knocked out by AHQ in a tiebreaker. It was ridiculous. Uh, and that's all because they found a cheese strat, which I'm hoping there's a cheese team. There has to be at least one. Uh, I mean, I know G2 has their Heimerdinger, but, <laughs> but what a, like the cheese team is obviously going to be Buffalo if you look at it that way, but I really want to see the fiestas happening. But back to the topic on hand, how I think groups will change. I think EDG now in Group C will be TL, even though I want to see Double Lift actually go in the best of five in the world. Or at any international event, actually, please. I don't... Have I seen him... Have I seen him in playoffs in an international event? I don't think so. Not even Season 2, right? COG in Season 2 got knocked out of groups, if I remember correctly. They were in a group with Azubu who beat them. And someone else progressed from that group as well. Who was it? Um, season 2. What were the top 8 teams? So, TSM, TPA... Uh, from, from uh, Evil Genius, uh, no, COGU, COGU, and passed from the other group, I think. So, yeah, COGU and some other team passed from the other group. I think it was Najin. And then the first group was. Oof, I can't remember who was in that group. I just remember. Uh, Azubu playing against COG, and SK were also in a group with Ocelot back in the day. <sighs> I, don't, I can't remember the other team right now that passed. Uh, oh, was it World Elite? No, World Elite had a pass. TS7, Moscow 5, World Elite, and some other team. And I think TPA had their passes. Oh, uh, whatever, I don't remember anymore. Uh, one of those group, one of those teams I mentioned was in the group with uh, uh, Azubu Frost that made it out. And then TPA proceeded to win, win Season 2 Worlds. Uh, now, let's get back to the topic at hand again. And that is the play-in teams that change. So EDG will probably go second in their group. I've personally put G2 and TL second in my pickups just because <laughs> I wanted to be <laughs> optimistic, let's call it. <laughs> I have no faith in my pickups, but hey, you gotta believe sometimes, right? And then for Cloud9, from what I saw, even if. <laughs> Even if Cloud9 are going to overperform, I still don't see them getting out of Group B. There's a minimalistic chance they will take out Gen G, but I don't see it. I've actually put Vitality above them in groups because I got really disappointed from their play-ins performance. But we don't know what's actually going to happen. I don't know Vitality's comparative strength to Cloud9. I don't, Vitality might have actually might actually be a worse team than Cloud9 and might actually have done better in play-ins because of their stompy Chinese playstyle. Yeah, Vitality is the closest Western team to playing like a Chinese team, I feel like. Because 
<laughs> they simply go aggressive and hope they win. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically the changes for the group. Then, oh yeah, there's G-Rex in Group D, actually. What will change? Um, so, group, let's uh, recap a bit, because I've been tangenting on and off. So, Group A, I see G2 not making it out, potentially being even fourth, though I hope they go second. Group B, C9 will be third or fourth. There's a small, minuscule chance they beat Gen G, but I don't believe that's going to happen. Um, group C, I said EGG will go second, though I think TL can go second as well. The difference between those two teams is not that huge. They play sort of the same style, except the mid laner scout against Poe Belter is a mismatch. But you can say the same about their junglers, Clear Love and Haro against X Midi. I don't. I think X Midi outclasses them. Uh, then you have Group D with G Rex. Now, I don't think G Rex is really the upset team here. They could deal some damage to every team. G Rex themselves said they fear IG the most and. To the 100 Thieves, the last, but wow, <laughs> so strange. Now let's get let's get real. Girax mm. have a, a shot at beating 100 Thieves. They could potentially be better than um, one of the other two teams as well. I doubt it sincerely, but they could beat Invictus or Fnatic. As, as I've said before, I think Fnatic will be first. I think they're better than Invictus, but there's a lot of people denying that. Now, yes, in China is probably a stronger region, but Fnatic is a really good. They they have no real competition anymore in EU. They're in a level above the rest of the teams. You can compare it to 2015 with the Huhi Rainover era, but it's a bit different this time around. Uh, actually, no. Uh, back then, uh, they were in the group with Invictus again. Everyone predicted Invictus being first and uh, a uh, and Fnatic being second, barely, with having having to fight AHQ. Then Fnatic finished first in the group, and Invictus finished last in the group. Now I know this isn't the same team. I know this is quite different, but I still see Invictus being the weaker team. I know they put uh, RNG uh, for, for. I mean, I know they pushed RNG to game five, but I don't think you can say they are as good as RNG. And I just don't think Fnatic is that much worse than RNG in the first place. I don't think there's that much of a discrepancy. I think you can only look at one team as the clear favorite, RNG being second. And then you have the other fiestas. Though my prediction for world's winners is not what is expected. I think it's going to be Gen G, as I've already said. I just think the team will struggle in groups and then do their magic magical runs in the fine in the playoffs. They really step up when they have to, when it matters. There's a reason they're gauntlet kings with along with Cloud9, by the way. Cloud9 also perform when it matters. So, there is a small chance some shenanigans will happen, but 
Venji have proven to be really good when it matters. The last two worlds. For the last worlds where every they barely made it out of grooves, then they proceeded to demolish everything in their path. They destroyed the um, King Zone, they destroyed uh wait, what did they face in semis? Oh, was that the HTK? Oh, they destroyed HTK, and then they destroyed SVT. Wait, what am I talking about? No, that was C. My, my bad, I, I got confused a bit. So, last year, they destroyed King Zone. Then, in semis, they... What did they face? World Elite? I guess it was World Elite, yeah. And they beat him. Solidly. Then they went to finals and they stomped SKT. No one expected that, but it just happened. It just demolished. How? <laughs> and SKT beat the team that actually uh, gave them a run for their money in the groups. And that was RNG. And then SKT got rolled over. <laughs> Strange. Then the year before that, Samsung, in the semifinals, that's the semifinals where they faced HGK. And the finals where they almost turned the tides against SKT went 3-2. Uh, I don't remember what they faced in quarterfinals though. Maybe it was RNG. I know HGK faced ANX. No, SKT was against RNG again. And... Ah. Can't remember. What they faced in the semis. Not that it matters. Oh, I think it was Cloud9. Yeah, yeah, it was Cloud9. Okay, I remember. It was Cloud9, then HK, then SKT, and they bear it. They almost won it. And now, and every time they have gone through the gauntlet. This is the third time in a row they've gone through the gauntlet. And they, they're performing. I mean, I, I'm expecting a performance, at least a final showing. Maybe if they get into the team that must not be named or RNG in the finals, uh, they will struggle. Maybe they'll lose there, but I still think they're the favorites to win, in my opinion. Okay, actually, the favorites is the majority thing. I still think they're the best team, the team with the highest likelihood of winning. That's what I'm willing to bank on, but... I can never be sure. No. Things can always happen. For all I know, Buffalo can fucking go and win. No one knows for sure what's going to happen. And that's about it. That's This was supposed to just commentate on the changes of the group draws. But I went to many, many tangents just talking about League's history mostly. Uh, but yeah, I, I said what I wanted to say about the group draws. And I went on some reminiscing from past worlds to share why I believe what I believe. Um, so, that's basically it. Uh, I'm, I'll leave your comments in the comment section for YouTube. Uh, for other podcasts, please just give me feedback. Uh, I would like to improve the podcast as much as possible. I know... Right now, I'm not putting much effort into it, but it's because, apart from maybe changing the pictures and getting a new microphone, which I might do if this thing actually gets going, I don't know what I can really do. Maybe you can tell me 
to make my points a bit clearer, or just to stop going in tangents if you dislike that. Well, that's going to be it. I hope you enjoyed. Goodbye, and see you next week.